Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles. Chapter 28. Here's Pastor Ryan. And we should respond like David and say, on the bright side of things, yet he may say no to this, but still he's chosen me to be his son. He's chosen me to be his daughter, so I'm going to be okay with his nose because on the brighter side, I'm an heir to the Lord. I'm part of his family. You see, that? that's where contentment comes from. It's the, an understanding of who we are in Christ. We belong to him. He loves you as a child, as a son or daughter. So if he says no, or wait, or maybe later, be cool with God. Be cool with it. You know he loves you. He's going to bless you with something better if he says no. Dealing with rejection. David does it well. God chose him. What a beautiful thing. God chose him and God chose you. If you're here tonight and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you can rest assured that God chose you. I don't know about you, but I don't think I would have chosen myself. My existence in this world. My father left before I was born, he was gone. I was the result of an adulterous relationship. He was married. I think my mom was like 20 and he was like 31, married with kids. So I was not like this welcoming baby to the, to the home. I was, you know, a reminder of, of shame. My grandmother was very Catholic. So my father jammed, and then my mother was disinterested into her, her, new hu her husband, who would be my terrible stepfather. So that's how I grew up. I joined, I was a fraternalist. I've been around dudes for a long time, because, you know, that's what a lot of fatherless young guys do. They click up, and that's exactly what I, I did in my life. So I wouldn't have chosen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that God chose that way. I thought God was, he only chose the pretty people. He only chose people with good parents and good homes. Like I've said before, I used to ju it just, I understand it, but it kind of bothers me. He comes from a good family, you know. What about for the millions that don't? It's a terrible thing to say. And that's why I love Jesus, because he chose me and he chose you. He didn't just choose David, King David. He chose you. Even all the nasty sins that we did, he chose you. He knew that you would choose him. He knew. God leaves it open for everybody, but at the end of the day, God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who will inevitably choose him. 
And it says here that uh, he mentions that uh, not only did he choose choose me above all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever, for he has chosen Judah to be the ruler and of the house of Judah, the house of my father and among the sons of my father. And he was pleased with me to make me king over all Israel. And so David says, you know, he chose me, but he also chose Judah. Judah, that's the tribe that David was from. Of the 12 sons of Jacob, Judah. It was prophesied uh, concerning Judah uh, through Jacob when he was dying and he prophesied over his sons. He said in Genesis 49, verse 8 through 10, that's Genesis 49, verses 8 through 10. He said, Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. That's the Messiah, the Holy One, speaking of Jesus. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. Judah prophesied long ago that uh, the Messiah would come through that lineage and rule. Psalm 78 verse 67 says, Moreover, he rejected the tent of Joseph, and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. If you look at the 12 tribes of Israel, you look at the map, Judah is over Jerusalem and Bethlehem in the southern region of Israel. That's the land of Judah. Bethlehem, the smallest of the cities, is where Jesus would be born. And as you know, in uh, Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, Jesus is referred to as uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Revelation 5, verse 5, it says, But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Do not weep. Behold, the, tribe of, uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. God did choose Judah. But I believe God also chose Banning. God chose you as he chose King David. God chose Judah, the tribe which David's family came from. But I also believe out of all the places he can plant his church, Sweet Hills, and, and do work, it's in Banning. We must have faith in where God has planted us. Faith that in this town, where honestly between the two in the past, or the three, including Cherry Valley, this side's looked down upon. And this is a side that God chose for us to be planted and for Him to do a mighty work. I think of uh, 
Nathaniel and Philip and when he told him about Jesus of Nazareth in John chapter 1 verse 46 Nathaniel said to him can anything good come out of Nazareth and Philip said to him come and see come and see can anything good come out of Banning tell people come and see come check out what the Lord is doing in our humble church Verse 5, and of all of my sons, the Lord has given me many sons, King David says. He has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. Now he said to me, it is your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. I love that. Father-son relationship. He chose Solomon out of all of David's sons, to be the one that would lead Israel to be the next king. And again, there's that beautiful truth that Solomon isn't the only uh, royal person that uh, we're talking about tonight. But But of course, we can apply it to our lives here tonight, your life, brother and sister who has accepted Jesus Christ. You are considered royalty by God. You are considered by heaven to be royal because God is our father and we are his sons and daughters, which makes us heirs to the, to the throne, heirs to the kingdom of God. He's on the throne, but we're heirs, we're family. To think about that with what I shared with you about my background and my story, to think that God sees you and I as royalty as well, not just Solomon. We're royalty. So we should act, kids, with our, with our chins up, with a humble heart, loving God, knowing that you are highly favored by God. And that our king, our father, will never leave us nor forsake us. But he has a plan to bless our lives. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 through 6, it says, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He's washed us by his blood and has made us kings and priests unto God the Father. Queens. My sisters, queens. Turn with me to First Peter. Turn with me to First Peter. Please, I beggeth thee. <laughs> I beseech you. First Peter chapter two. Beginning with verse nine. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. He has saved you, my royal brothers and sisters, so that we might praise him for pulling us out of darkness and into light. There should be no more, I feel like, of orphan kind of attitude. 
There should be no more, I feel like God doesn't love me. Oh, God loves you and I more than we can fathom. He's proven it time and time again. He gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for you and for me. He loves us so much. And if he did not spare his only son, but gave him up willingly for you and for me, how much more not through him will he give us all the things that we need? God the Father loves you and I. We are a royal priesthood. Don't be discouraged. Don't have a low self-esteem. We're, we're to die to ourselves, the selfish life. But we're not to condemn ourselves or have hatred for ourselves. God loves us. So love yourself in a good sense, right? I'm you know, love, you know, you're loved. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, he loves you. So we ought to love ourselves in a healthy way. And then we just lay down as he does and find our life. And say, for loving me so much, I will do even the uncomfortable for you. I will do because you have done for me. Amen? Amen. I like the verse in today's Proverbs, Proverbs 23, verse 10, that says, Do not remove the ancient landmark, nor enter into the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause against you. Now that's um, fatherless privileges right there. But we're not fatherless anymore. Now he said to me, It is your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever. If he is steadfast to observe my commandments and my judgments, as it is this day, now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, um, and in the hearing of our God, be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord, your God, that you may possess the good land and leave it as an inheritance to your children after you forever. I would just say this, if you're new to the faith at all, or maybe been, have been struggling for way too long in your walk with the Lord, you got to believe this promise. You got to believe this promise that if you honor his word, if you study it, if you say, God, help me to study it, if you say, God, help me to live it, if you do it every single day unto God with a humble heart and you study, 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 and you do, do, do what it says, you're going to be blessed. You're bound to be blessed. But you can't read here or there or sometimes or these little cute devotional books that some, somebody wrote. Just the Bible. And if you're going to read the other books like me, do Spurgeon, do someone good, C.S. Lewis, do some solid people. But the Word of God, it, it prospers us if we soak it up. It's a promise. I have, I have held to that promise since, since I came to know Jesus, 22 years. Everything I have that's a blessing today or that I've ever experienced is the result of his word and just trying to give myself over to it every day. And the more I do, the more blessed I, be, I have become. Just like Psalm 1 says, Psalm 1 promises that very thing.
that you will be blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever you do at your job, at work, at it's the same thing. Your job, school, your hobbies, your relationships, your businesses, your church life, your home life, your everything, everything you do. If you're given to the word of God, you know, you're going to be falling in a prosperous way. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. The desires of the righteous, the Bible says, are given eventually. And your desires, he molds and shapes them into what he wants. But if you honor God, he will blow your mind away with blessings. It's the word, and that's what he's saying here. I will establish his kingdom if he follows my commandment, if he's steadfast to follow my commandment. And then David turns around and tells everybody, let's let's make sure that we seek his commandments, because that's where the blessing is, so that you inherit the land. I'm blown away every single day I wake up and I have to pinch myself that I get to wake up with a cup of coffee in my Bible, that my job is to read this book and pray for y'all. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. I am highly favored and I know it. That I don't have to go with a hammer and knock big rocks into small rocks. You know, you almost, I, I've felt guilty many times since I've been full time. And the older guys are saying, no, 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 it's, it's tough work, trust me, what you're going to be doing, the warfare, the, all of that, the studying, all of that is super hard work as well. So much studying makes me dizzy. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father, and listen to this, and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all the hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. So he says to him, serve him with a willing heart, a loyal heart and a willing mind. Why? Because God knows your thoughts. God doesn't want begrudging service. He doesn't want us to be like, I have to do this. And we, we, we try to share with all the folks that serve here, like, you know, if, if, we're, if it's like pulling teeth to have you serve, then we don't want you serving until you come to a place where you feel, man, it would be an honor to stand duty for him. It would be an honor to serve him. It'll be, an, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, you know, because why? Because God knows the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the vestibule, its houses, its treasuries, its upper chambers, its, its inner chambers, and the place of the mercy seat. And so all of the, you know, the holies of holies, just like the tabernacle, he's giving him the plans, verse 12, and the plans for all that he had by, listen to this, the spirit of of the courts of the house of the Lord of all of the chambers all around of the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries for the dedicated things. So basically, 
We're being told here that King David, by the Spirit of God, was able to instruct Solomon, give him the plans of how everything was to be built and laid out and, and function. And all of it was the Holy Spirit. And who would have thought that this young shepherd boy can grow up to be an architect of a temple and a builder and a gatherer and every amazingly wisdom-filled a decision that King David would make in his leadership, it was the Holy Spirit giving him those things. And it is the Holy Spirit that will give you and I the things that we need to accomplish what God has called you and I to do. Wherever you work, wherever you go to school, whatever you're overseeing, your children, your grandchildren, whatever situation you're in, the Holy Spirit will give us the wisdom it takes. But we have to draw close to God to get it. Because it doesn't matter our past, doesn't matter how faithful we've been in the past, how much God has used us in the past, how anointed we've been in the past, we have to go back to the well and say, Lord, I need wisdom for this and that and the other. Wisdom for today. Tomorrow will worry about its own. Wisdom for today. And that's, by, by, you know, and yeah, I'm just a kid. I'm just, you know, a kid from El Monte. How am I pastoring now? Because of God's grace. How do I know what to do? God's grace. I don't know. It's the Holy Spirit that every day with every new challenge, it's God, will you help me with this challenge? Right? It's not every day you buy a church. Also, for the division of the priests and the Levites, and for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and for all the articles of service in the house of the Lord, he gave gold by weight for things of gold, for all articles uh, used in every kind of service, also silver for all articles of silver by weight, for all articles used in every kind of service, the weight for the lampstands of gold, excuse me, and their lamps of gold by weight, for each lampstand and its lamps, for the lampstands of silver by weight, for the lampstand and its lamps. It sounds like I said that three times because I did this. <laughs> this time it was in the book, not just me repeating something. That's cool. That's cool, but all right. According to the use of each lampstand and by weight, he gave gold for the tables of the showbread for each table and silver for the tables of silver also pure gold for the forks the basins the pitchers of pure, of pure gold and the golden bowls he gave a gold by weight for every bowl and for the silver bowls silver by weight for every bowl and refined gold by weight for the altar of incense and for the construction of the chariot that is the gold cherubim that's cool right that the, the cherubim that is the gold cherubim that spread their wings and overshadowed the of the covenant of the Lord. All this said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. It's really good that he gives God the credit for giving them the understanding. He's not taking that. Like so many people in this world with big brains who can figure out chemistry and math and everything else. You see how they worship their brains. They think they're better than people. David's making sure my understanding is because of God. And David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage. I like that and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Whatever God has called you to do, do it. Don't be afraid. He who called you is faithful who will also do it. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Do not fear. God will complete it. 
Just give yourself to the Lord. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. Jesus said, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Here are the divisions of the priests and the Levites for all the service of the house of God and every willing craftsman will be with you for all manner of workmanship. God wants willing craftsmen, willing workers. Beautiful, right? Willing. You don't want to have to beg people to, to serve. People who are willing, willing craftsmen will be with you for all. How did he know they would be with them? Because he knows. He knows. The Spirit's telling them. You'll have the guys. Every willing craftsman will be with you for all manner of workmanship, for every kind of service. Also, the leaders and all the people will be completely at your command. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.